toward the end of Mark 16. And while you're turning there, let me just just say this. Um, It's a beautiful thing when God puts together um, a team to do a task. Um, Unique personalities, unique abilities, um, different age groups um, from different walks of life to the point where while we were in in Honduras, literally, um, I felt like my job was to drive the van and to fill water bottles which was really great. It was really relief. And, um, and that driving was, was challenged on the last day when we traveled into town. And um, I had some handwritten directions and a 14-year-old eating a Snickers acting as my GPS system. And let me just tell you, a 14-year-old without a Snickers is okay. A 14-year-old with a Snickers is pretty much useless. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Until finally he finished eating his Snickers, licked the chocolate off his fingers, and... I was able to convince him that, yes, we had made a left turn, that we should have made a right turn. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And so all of a sudden he snapped back into focus and we were able to reach our, our destination. But all of those things are part of what God puts together in a team to accomplish um, a task. And what I want to talk to you about in just a few minutes, um, you know, no longer than 45, um, so we'll be out by 1230 at the, at the earliest, um, is why we, why we go. Why we go. And toward at the end of Mark's gospel, and your, um, your Bible probably has it in brackets or probably has a note that says something to the effect that, that this does not appear in the, in the earliest um, copies of Scripture, earliest manuscripts that they have. Um, but nonetheless, um, it's been there over the years. And, um, and I want to just share with you two verses there in verse 15. Um, it says, And he, Jesus, said to them, Go into all the world. And proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. God, we ask you in these few minutes to teach us from your word. And we thank you for the declaration of Jesus to go and to tell and go and proclaim the good news. And Lord, we thank you that the good news has touched our lives. And as we see the power that it has to transform, that you would motivate us, inspire us, and empower us to share that good news wherever we go to the glory of your name. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk briefly about the condition, the commission, and two choices. You see, the condition that we know and we've all heard about throughout our church life is that all of us, all men and all women, are are sinners. That there's nothing we can do of ourselves to save ourselves from the predicament from the condition that we're in from the sinfulness that's in our life and because of that we're in desperate need of a rescue of help we're in need of a savior the bible clearly teaches that and the bible clearly teaches that jesus is the only savior That because God loved us so much, he made provision for our sin through Jesus. That he died on the cross for you and me so that we could have life. And so the condition is there. It's for every man and woman that all of us, apart from Christ, are sinners in need of a Savior. But God met our need in providing the Lord Jesus. And so let that sink in as you look around at the people you come in contact with every day, the people that live on your street, the people that you exchange pleasantries with as you back out of the driveway or you see them at the mailbox or you see them at the grocery store, the people driving down the road, the guy that lets you in when you're trying to get over, the guy that cuts you off, 
the guy that makes you mad, the guy that's a blessing to you, all of those apart from the Lord Jesus are dead in their sin. They're sinners in need of a Savior. And so Jesus, before he ascended, left us marching orders, standing orders. We call it the Great Commission. Here it's simply stated as go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Do you ever sit and ponder that there are 7.6 billion people in the world? 7.6 billion there's probably about 75 or so of us here. So take, seven, take the people in this room and multiply it by a billion, a million. That there's that many more times people in the world. And the percentages of those that don't know the Lord Jesus, that have never even heard the good news about salvation, are staggering. There are some places in some parts of the world where they estimate that 0% of the people have even heard the message. They call them unengaged, unreached people. And yet there's people that live in Burleson, Texas, in the heart of the Bible Belt that have been taught about the Bible, that know the Bible, that live next to people that say they believe the Bible and follow follow the Bible that still haven't heard. So go into all the world, 7.6 billion people. It's a huge job. But not just go. Don't go on a vacation. Don't go on a humanitarian effort. Don't go to try to just spread some love or do some good. No, he says go and proclaim the, the gospel. That through your words and through your deeds show that God loves them. That they are lost And dying without him. But the good news is that Jesus came to save. That through his death on the cross, his burial in the tomb, and his resurrection, that we can have life. And we share that. God loves you. God has a a plan for you to get out of this predicament of sin. And it's through Jesus who came to die in your place and ascended into heaven so that we could have life. And just like Samara said so simply, do you want Jesus? Yes or no? Proclaim the gospel. And then it's to the whole of creation. To the ends of the earth. In every direction, in every highway, in every byway. From dirt roads and alleyways to back streets. In the bush, in the desert, in the jungle, in the city. In that authority of the name of Jesus and in the power of the name of Jesus we're called to go into the, all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation and the reason is and Mark puts it very simply there's only two choices whoever believes and whoever does not believe to those that believe whoever believes there's salvation eternal life I think about the story in Acts chapter 16. When the jailer says, you know, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, there wasn't a list of things. Well, first of all, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to go to church. You need to get yourself a Bible and you need, you know, you need to change the way you're living. No, it's very simple. They say, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Simple, trusting, believing faith. Whoever believes will be saved. 
That's the positive. That's the exciting thing. That's the, the hope that we have when we go out and we tell, when we share with, with children, with, with people in our neighborhood or people around the world. Because the reality is, whoever does not believe is condemned. Condemned to what? Eternal death, eternal punishment, eternal separation from God. All of the good things, all of the glories of heaven, think about that and then think what would be the absolute complete opposite of those things. And that is eternal condemnation. Separation from God. And when you think and you hear that, we must go and we must tell because there are people that haven't heard. We have to weigh that in the scales of those that believe are saved and those that don't believe are condemned. But like it says in Romans, how can they believe if they've never heard? And how will they hear unless someone tells them? And how will they tell them unless someone preaches? And so we must go. We must go to Aldsbury Street in Burleson. We must go to Africa. We must go to Chisholm Hall Park and go to China. We have to go to places like Home Depot and continue to go to Honduras. Because in Burleson and in Texas and the United States and all over the world, there are so many people that don't know. Now, I don't know about you. But I have a hard time with this. Oh, that the Lord would just so burn in my heart a passion in the morning that I would think that my job today is to go into all the world to preach the gospel because there are people that have never heard and there's only two choices. And if they don't hear, they can't make a choice. But so many times I'm so caught up in the things that I want to do or the things I need to do or the worries and the concerns that I have. And I'll say, well, maybe tomorrow, or I'll do better next time. But it's Burleson, it's Texas, it's the United States, and it's all the world. A.T. Ironside, who wrote commentaries of all the books of the Bible, said it this way, Interest in missions is not an elective in God's university of grace. It's something in which every disciple is expected to major. And you can insert evangelism in there where it's missions because I really don't see that there's a lot of difference. Because whether you're across the globe or you're right in your own neighborhood, you're still doing missions for God's work. The difference is it's just the people group you're focused on. And so why do we go? We go because people still haven't heard. People still haven't believed And like Dylan shared, hopefully in some way that ignites a passion in us to to move out of the comfortableness of our day-to-day life, the busyness of what we think is so important, and be involved in a job that has eternal consequences, that's woefully understaffed, and that is not near finished. In 1931, a man named Frank Houghton was in missionary with China Inland Mission. You may have heard of China Inland Mission. You may have heard Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, and many others that went. And they began a campaign in 1931 asking God to call out 200 missionaries for the work in China because there were so many people that needed to hear and there were so few people that were willing to go. And he wrote a song a hymn that they sang at the conference. And, and out of that, out of a move of prayer and the move of God, they had well more than 200 missionaries. And I want to close with this, these, this song, which just captures the 
importance and the urgency of why we go, whether it's in the town we live or a town that we've never been to, whether it's the people that we speak the language very comfortably with or the people that we have no idea of the language. And he wrote these words, facing a task unfinished that drives us to our knees, a need that undiminished rebukes our slothful ease. We who rejoice to know thee, renew before thy throne the solemn pledge we owe thee to go and make thee known. We go to all the world with kingdom hope unfurled. No other name has power to save but Jesus Christ the Lord. Why do we go? God called us to go. He commands us to go. And there are so many that still haven't heard. And if we don't tell them, who's going to? Oh, that God may use us and raise us up to be a church that sends out missionaries both short-term and long-term for His glory that are willing to risk everything and lay it on the line that He may be known in all the world. Will you pray with me? Father, we are so thankful that You choose to use us as the Creator of all things and the One who controls all things. You could very simply just declare it And the word would go out from all the earth. That you could spread the the gospel through the, the power of your voice and through angelic beings in all of creation. But God, you've chosen by your plan to include us. You've given us the opportunity to to feel and to love and to hurt and to build relationships and to speak with a voice. And you've given us the commission, the calling to go and to tell. And the places that we're at every day and the places that we go infrequently. And then if sometimes if you bless and make the opportunity to go to another place in the world to share the good news that Jesus saves. And so, Lord, I I rejoice in the fact that that eight other folks were allowed to go with us to Honduras. And the year before, we had a, a group of 16. And the year before, a group of six. I thank you for the men and the women that have walked in the mountains of China. I thank you for the, the men and the women that have ministered in, in Hungary and in short term and other places all around the world. And I thank you for our friends that are on mission in Japan and in Ecuador and in Hungary and in Africa. And the Mirni in the Near East and in the Middle East, all for the purpose of making you known. Lord, deliver us from our worldliness, deliver us from our carelessness and our busyness, and use us filled with your spirit and an undying passion to go and share the best news in all the world. That while, for God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Help us to see that we go, because You call us to go, but we never go alone. 
We go in the power of your spirit and in the authority of your name. The name that we pray in, the name of Jesus.